Hey friends, welcome to The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm your host, Andrea Fortenberry. This is a podcast about finding freedom from perfectionism to show up for the life God has for you. Mom life is messy, unpredictable, and just plain hard sometimes, but it's also amazing. I believe God uses it all to grow us into the women He wants us to be. We can't do motherhood on our own. We need God's help. We need wisdom from other moms. We need the encouragement of community. I hope you'll find all of that and more as you listen in. Welcome to episode 20 of The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. Today I'm talking all about rest for the weary mom. Do I have any fellow weary mom friends listening? I'm sure that I do. Do you wish you could stop your hectic schedule? Do you need time to refresh but can't figure out how to make it possible? I'm excited to share with you how we can learn to experience rest and peace during our busy weeks to make it a practice that is life-giving to us on a regular basis. Matthew 11, 28-30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May these words of Jesus be a reminder to us of the fact that true rest is always found in God and rest comes from God as a beautiful gift to us. We just need to learn to embrace it, accept it, and make it a part of our regular rhythm. And I'm going to share about how we can do that today. When I was 14 years old, I was a freshman in high school, my parents came to my brother and I one night at dinner and said, we have some news. And the news was that my dad's job was going to take our family to Israel, where he was working for a large corporation. They were building a plant and my dad was going to be on that project. So we would be moving there. And to me, this was the end of my life as I knew it because I had just started high school and I didn't want to leave my friends and my soccer team and all of those things that, you know, your life is all about when you're that age. But it ended up being the best thing that ever could have happened to me because my mom really came to know the Lord in a personal way. I came to know the Lord as well in a personal way, having a relationship with him. And we always knew about God and we grew up going to a church where we learned about God, about Jesus. So we believed, but my mom and I really felt like we didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And so this trip really changed everything for us. So it was amazing. I got to experience so many amazing things, go to the places where Jesus walked, where he taught. It was such a beautiful time in my life, and I wish sometimes I could go back and relive it and appreciate it as an adult, but I'm just so, so thankful for all that came from that time of being there. And one of the things that I learned while I was there is about something called Shabbat, and in Hebrew, that word means Sabbath. So it was very interesting. One of the things that we observed and we got to live through is that in Israel, 
everything closes from sundown on Friday evening to sundown on Saturday for Shabbat. This is them, the Jewish culture, honoring the command that God gave us to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. And so most things are closed in a lot of towns now because of tourism and, you know, um, just secular culture and things like that. Things may have changed since I was there in the 19, late 1990s, but there were even then parts of the bigger city, Tel Aviv, that were open and things like that. But for the most part, everything closes down. So our family had to make plans. We would usually like get our dinner kind of early on Friday night if we were going to get pizza or something takeout and everything would be closed until the next day, about 24 hours later when the sun went down. It was a very interesting thing to observe. And now that I have studied the Bible and I'm a busy wife and a busy mom, I have really come to appreciate the practice of Sabbath and just being able to see that while we were living there and about what what true rest can look like. Here in America, our Sabbath day, Christians celebrate as Sunday. And if we're quite honest, that day is almost the same as every other day, right? I remember as a kid, certain things being closed or prohibited. I remember I grew up in New Mexico and I remember that like no alcohol could be sold on Sundays when I was a kid, but that's not a thing anymore. More and more our culture, every day is the same. Everything's open except for Chick-fil-A, right? But things are generally open and life doesn't seem a whole lot different other than maybe us going to church. And, you know, our kids might have activities. We might have a birthday party. We might be just running around like usual on a Sunday, trying to take care of errands or grocery shopping. And the day isn't very different than any other day. But the truth is that our bodies and our souls long for rest, but we seldom get it. We seldom slow down our pace of life so that we can experience regular rest in our weeks and in our rhythm as families. In Exodus 20, 8 through 11, God gives us the commandment of honoring the Sabbath day. And I'll read that for us. It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And again, back to my time in Israel, that's why everything closed so that the Jewish people could honor the Sabbath. They would spend it as a time of prayer and reflection and resting from the work, just as God commanded them. And while this is an Old Testament command that God gave, I believe it has so much value and application to our lives today. And I don't believe that God gave this command to be an unnecessary burden to the Jewish people, to us today. Instead, it really is a beautiful gift. 
even and especially for us today in the very busy, constant, always-on world that we live in. Why should we observe the Sabbath? Why should we set apart a day for rest and for prayer and reflection? I believe there are lots of answers to that question, but I'm going to give you five quick answers and I will link them in the show notes. So if you're a note taker, you can go back. If you're listening to this on the run, you can go back and look at the answers along with some scripture references that I have for you. So the first reason that we should honor the Sabbath and prioritize rest in our lives is to replicate, to replicate God. God rested on the seventh day and we would be wise to follow in his example. So when God was creating the world, we read in Genesis chapter two, verses two and three, that God rested on the seventh day. He took a day of rest from all that he had created, all of the work that he had done. And our God is all powerful. He is almighty. And I I think he chose to intentionally rest as an example to us. Another reason we should observe the Sabbath and prioritize rest is to remember God and his commandments. When we are living at just such a high frantic pace of life, sometimes we forget about reflecting and we forget about honoring the commandments and promises that God has given to us. So when we have space in our schedule to do that, our mind will go there and we will have that time with the Lord. Exodus 20 verse 8 is our scripture for that one. The next reason is for us to revere God. First Chronicles 16:29 reminds us to worship God. It reminds us to honor God with offerings and to give him the praise that that is due to him. And so when we take the time and take a day where we can revere God, where we can worship God, we really can experience peace and a rest in our souls that is so beneficial to us. The next reason is that we want to rest in his presence and we also receive physical rest. Our Again, our bodies are not meant to constantly be going. We need time to take a nap and sleep and rest and to just be still in our bodies and also in our minds. And Psalm 4610, a very familiar verse to a lot of us, if you go to church regularly, that tells us to be still and know that he is God. And that comes when we are being still, when we are resting our bodies and our minds. And then the last reason is that our minds are renewed. We're able to renew our minds when we are resting. And Romans 12, 2 tells us to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And when we have that change in our schedule, when we have that rhythm of rest and honoring the Sabbath, it does renew our mind and fills us up in just an awesome way where our minds can rest from frantically trying to remember lots of things or being consumed by news or what's going on on the TV and things like that, we are able to have our minds renewed. 
I think there are a whole list of excuses that we often give that prevent us from resting, that just keep our frantic pace of life going because as busy moms, we sometimes feel like we we can't rest because the world will fall apart, right? So maybe here are some things that you've said, I know that I've said before, just some reasons that I think we give that prevent us from experiencing rest and honoring this practice of Sabbath. I'm too busy. My people need me. I have work to do. Resting is lazy and it's selfish. Have you ever thought any of those things? Our world is always going and always on. And as moms, yes, our families do need us, but I think our families also need to know that we are real people with real needs ourselves and we don't have to be the martyr of our family. Mom deserves time and attention and rest as well. So I hope the practical tips I give in just a few minutes are going to help you be able to do that and to be able to let go of maybe some mom guilt or feeling lazy when you're resting we need to remember again that God commands us to rest and he provides it to us as a beautiful gift. So let's unwrap that gift. Let's not get tangled up in thinking about all of the things that we have to do or the people that need us. Let's do some practical things that will enable us to get some rest in our busy weeks, in our busy schedules. And whatever the excuse that we have The reality is that we need to make time for rest or we will burn out and then we'll really find ourselves in trouble. Too often, I think the urgent things in our life crowd out what's important and we need to acknowledge that and to try to make strides toward taking care of ourselves, body and mind and soul. God made our souls to connect with him. He made our bodies to need rest. And as we honor the Sabbath, it's a beautiful way for us to experience both of those things. So let's let's chat about practical application. Here are some things that I do in my own life that have helped me to incorporate a practice of Sabbath and resting that I hope you will find helpful as well. And I just want to say to give a full disclaimer that I am not perfect at this and that there are times when I miss a day of rest or I'm, you know, our family does have something going on or my best, you know, the best laid plans that I have didn't pan out. And I want you to know that I am not perfect at it. And we are actually in a season of transition. My husband is in a different career now and he sometimes, usually often, has to work on the weekend or sometimes after church, he has to go take clients to look at properties. He's a real estate agent now. And so sometimes our family rhythm of rest gets out of whack, but I, I do try to keep it going as best I can. So I just want you to know that I'm a real person, real life happens. Let's, um, let's not let that prohibit us from still trying our best as we as we can the next time to try to honor rest. So here are some practical tips I have for you. So the first one is don't be legalistic about it. And like I said, I am not perfect at it always, but there is grace for that. God gives us grace. 
And in Jewish culture, back in the Old Testament, in Israel, they were very legalistic about honoring the Sabbath. And you actually could be stoned for working on the Sabbath and even doing things like simple chores or if your animal was lost, going to find it, like certain things like that. They were very legalistic about and you could not even do The Jewish leaders were outraged when Jesus and his disciples were picking wheat or they healed someone on the Sabbath. And in Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and 28, Jesus gives the proper perspective on the Sabbath. And he says, he's talking to these Jewish leaders, and he says, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man, referring to himself, is Lord even over the Sabbath. Such a great reminder that God did not give us the Sabbath as this thing to be burdensome or that we were made for the Sabbath. Instead, God is saying that he made the Sabbath to meet our needs. He made it for us. So there is grace, there is freedom, there is forgiveness in when we fail or falter or make a mistake or life just happens and mom doesn't get rest or the family doesn't get rest. There is so much grace for that when we think about these words of Jesus. He reminds us that it's a gift to meet our needs. We were not made to be bound to it. So Give yourself grace as Jesus does for when you're not perfect in resting or honoring Sabbath rest. We don't have to feel guilty or condemn ourselves. Jesus gives us freedom and grace. Second practical tip I have for you is that mom guilt is not allowed at all whatsoever, my friends. You are not a robot. Like I said earlier, you are not the energizer bunny. Your body and your mind were not intended to work indefinitely at warp speed. You are a person. You are a woman with needs, with hormones, (laughs) with a physical body that has limitations. And instead of us fighting against that, like being mad at ourselves that we're weak or feeling like we're lazy if we need to take a nap, let's embrace it. Let's embrace it and unwrap rest like the beautiful gift that it is. Just yesterday, actually, I worked most of the day and I also had coffee with a friend and my rhythm was a little bit off from my normal week because I had been out of town over the weekend. And so I was tired and I found myself at like 4.30 feeling like I needed a nap and my kiddos were home. They were done with their homework and my husband was around and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to go slip into bed and close my eyes for a little while. And that's exactly what I did. And it was just what I needed. And I've learned to not feel guilty about it. So I don't want you to feel guilty about needing rest or making time for rest either. Rested moms are more happy and more joyful. Resting is a beautiful gift, not only for you, but also your family as well. When moms take care of themselves, everyone benefits. I found that when I've not rested, when I've not taken care of my own needs, that I am more irritable, 
I'm more grouchy. I can be frustrated, overwhelmed, and just not a pleasant person to be around. So it is a gift to your family as well when you take the time for some rest. Third tip, pick a day of the week that works for you. I don't think God is as concerned about the day that we pick for some Sabbath rest, but rather that we pick a day. If you work on Sundays, if you volunteer at church long hours and you're there most of the day, then choose another day when you're off. Whatever day you choose, block it out on your calendar and make it a true day of rest. And I know that when I was a stay-at-home mom, the, the weekends didn't feel a whole lot different than the week, right? Like kids still need to be fed. Naps still are still happening. There's still lots of messes and meals and all that. And so the, the days just felt monotonous and kind of, you know, one, one day rolls into the other. And I think it's still important for us to pick a day and to talk to your spouse or whatever other support you have in your life, whether that's, you know, your parents or friends that can help you to have, if it's not a whole day of rest, a, a chunk of time for you to rest. So doesn't matter the day, look at your calendar, find a day an afternoon that would work for you. And it might be some work to make it happen, but that's okay. It's going to be worth it for you in the end. And we have to guard this time, the day, whatever day we have chosen, whatever fits in our weekly rhythm, we have to honor and guard our time that day. So this may mean that we say no to social invitations, which can be difficult. It may mean that we forego making a grocery run and we work with what we have on hand, but we, whatever it is, it can be difficult, but we need to consider the cost. If we miss out on our Sabbath rest or our scheduled time that we have for relaxation and refreshment, how will we feel the rest of the week? I can tell you that I notice a difference when I've been able to have my day of rest and I just feel like I have more energy for the week, like I'm able to think a little clearly about the week ahead. But when I miss out on that for some reason, I do find that just the family can feel overwhelmed and frantic and tired going into the week. And it just sets the tone for the week in a different way. So let's just try to prioritize the time that will work for you and work for your family. And also, again, for those of you that have little ones, infants, toddlers, again, there are still needs that need to be met and somebody has to be awake with the kids. So what my husband and I would do on when our kids were really little is we would take turns. I would just say, I'm going to go take a nap for a while. I'm going to go rest or read a book. Can you handle the kids for a while and we can trade? And that worked really well too. Fourth tip I have for you is that sundown to sundown practice. Like I mentioned about my time in Israel that I learned that in Jewish culture, that's how they honor their Sabbath. And that's the time that they have is sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. So what I do is I take, I start my Sabbath rest period after dinner on Saturday and I 
let it go until, you know, about dinner time on Sunday. So I try to give myself a full 24 hours. It doesn't always happen, but I try to make it those hours of rest for myself. It allows me to not get hung up about needing to make a meal or do a lot of laundry Sunday night because someone needs a specific shirt or outfit for that week. I just try to do it after my full cycle of rest has happened, and that has been really helpful for me. So you might want to try that. It might be helpful to you. Next tip is everybody rests on Sunday. When we started this practice in our family, our kiddos were little and they were still napping. So I made the decision that when they would nap, I was going to take a nap on Sunday as well. And as they got a little bit older and outgrew the naps, I still made them take a nap on Sunday or go lie down in their rooms for a while. They were not thrilled about this, but they learned that that was just what we did. We would go to church on Sunday. We would eat lunch or make lunch at home and spend a little time together. And then in the afternoon, we napped or we rested. And my kids are older now, so they're 12 and 9, and they often don't like to nap. But we do try to make it at least everybody rests on Sunday in some way. We try not to do chores. We like to hang out and watch TV or a movie together and to just spend some time resting. So I'm pretty faithful with my Sunday nap. My family now, not so much, but I do like to give a change in our rhythm of let's not be doing, doing things all day long, like chores and errands, but we try to take care of all of that on Saturday and other days and let Sunday be an everybody rest sort of day. Some of my favorite days of Sabbath rest are in the fall and during football season, like we'll go to church and come, you know, eat lunch, come home, and we'll just watch football in the afternoon. We'll order takeout for dinner Sunday night, and I really do try to make it different than the other days of the week by not cooking and having lots of cleaning and things like that. Tip number six is to keep things simple. As I mentioned about like not doing chores, not doing errands, simplify your day. Try to take care of those things earlier in the week, the day before, and to try to make it a very low-key day for yourself and for your family. You can take, you know, make it a low-tech day or no-tech day. I try to not be on social media at all on Sundays during my Sabbath rest day so that, again, my mind can be renewed. My mind can have a time to rest and not be physically you know, present on my phone when I can be resting or reading or spending time with my family. So I really try to not do that on Sunday, not have so much phone time because we are all so consumed by technology, it's really nice to have a break from it. And we find that we really don't miss a whole lot. We can catch up the following day. And then another thing that I like to do is I try to figure out some quick and easy meal ideas so that I'm not doing a lot of cooking or cleaning. I will do, you know, frozen taquitos or box mac and cheese, or we even will just order out for meals or eat leftovers. I try to keep it really simple. We will also sometimes just use paper plates because I don't want to have to deal with lots of dishes to clean up. I really want to make it simple or we'll do a slow cooker meal, something quick, easy, 
simple. And I've also found too that if we do have, you know, dishes on the weekend, I, on Sundays, I try to just leave them in the sink. And sometimes I don't tackle them until Monday so that Sunday truly feels different than any other day of the week. And last tip I have for you is to do what refreshes you. How can you truly care for yourself during a time of Sabbath rest? Ask yourself, what will help you to come away refreshed? What do you wish you could do during the week, but that you don't make time for in the other days? So here are a few ideas of things that you could do. Get outside, take a walk or go to the park. Read a book or a magazine that you have just not gotten a chance to do um, during the week. Journal. One of my favorite things to do is take a nap. I've already mentioned that. Or I also love to take a bath. I love taking hot baths. And I don't do it every week. I try to do it every couple of weeks at least. But to take a bath, like to use a face mask and take care, you know, polish my nails do a little manicure, pedicure on a Sunday to make it a time of refreshment. And again, just a treat, something different that I don't do on the other days of the week. You can color, you can craft, you can watch a movie or a show, play games with your kids, spend true quiet time, spend time in in the word, in prayer, listening to a podcast or the Bible app, just doing something that will refresh you, body, mind, and or soul. So good for us. I want to close with, again, just the reminder and the permission, friend, to rest. You don't need to feel like you can't rest because your people need you. You don't need to feel guilty about it. Embrace rest, unwrap it like the gift that it is. Spend time with the Lord in his presence and accept this beautiful gift and command that he gives us to rest. I opened with Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30 in the new international version. And I'd like to close out this chat about Sabbath rest with the message translation of those same verses. And it says, Again, it's Jesus speaking. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Friends, when we honor our bodies, when we honor the Lord with a time of Sabbath rest, I believe that we really do experience living freely and lightly. Yes and amen. You know that at the end of every episode, I like to give some recommendations with the questions that I usually give to the guests that I interview for the show. So here we go. 
I am reading right now a book called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, Seeking God in the Crucible of Ministry by Ruth Haley Barton. My women's ministry director at my church gave me and the rest of the team a a copy of this book for Christmas, and I've started reading it, and I'm really enjoying it. It really chronicles the life of Moses, and it does talk about rest and about solitude and how that's really important in our lives and in our leadership for us to hear from God and to spend time alone and to process things. So I found that really valuable and a really great tie-in for today's episode. So I will link that in the show notes for you. Something I'm watching these days. So I usually have a show that I'm watching with my family, that I'm watching with my husband, and something that I watch for myself. Right now, though, I'm actually not watching anything for myself, which is okay because I found that I'm spending more time reading, which I love and think is great in this season. So I'm enjoying that. The show that we're watching as a family is The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. We had previously watched probably about two years ago, all the Star Wars movies, except the last one because it wasn't out yet. So I feel like I need to go back and watch a couple of them. But The Mandalorian, you don't actually have to have seen any of Star Wars to understand it and to to get into it. So it's been a fun show. We watched the last episode last night as a family, so we have to wait for the next season. But we have enjoyed watching that together. The show that my husband and I are watching together right now that we've watched for a long time is Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. We love that show. It is in its last season and we're on the last couple of episodes. So we'll need a new show after that. So let me know what your recommendations are for what you're watching right now. Something that I am listening to these days that I highly recommend is an album, a new album by J.J. Heller. It's called I Dream of You, Volume 3. And if you follow me on Instagram, which I hope you do, I'm over at Andrea Fortenberry. I posted about this a couple of weeks ago on my favorite things Friday post that I love JJ's albums. They're lullaby albums and I listen to them with my kids at night. They really helped a couple of years ago to transform the bedtime routine for me. Because you know, as a busy mom, you're just like so ready to be done at the end of the day, right? But then my kids would say, mom, one more story. Mom, can you get me a glass of water? Mom, can you give me one more hug? And it's just like, oh, I'm so ready to be done. But what really helped was that I would listen to a J.J. Heller song with them at bedtime. And instead of feeling that pull and that thought of like, I just want to be off duty right now. It really would help me to slow down and to just appreciate motherhood and all of its glorious difficulty and beauty and trying times as well. But it really just reminded me through JJ's songs that motherhood is a privilege and it's a gift and my kids are growing up so fast and it just helped me to slow down my mind and my heart and to give me just great perspective as I was putting them to bed at night. So I have a song that each of my, like a special song for each of my kids from some of her albums. And we would do that. We did that for a couple of years and I still do it with my son. My daughter is um, getting to the point where she doesn't need or want us to tuck her in all the time. So I don't listen as often with her right now, but I still listen with my son and it's just great. So this 
volume three has really fun songs, some like love songs from the 90s that she has covered and are just really great. So highly recommend that album. You can download it wherever you listen to music. My recommendation for a soul or self-care tip is what I talked about today about resting, making time for rest, simplify your life so that you have a chunk of time or a day to do just that, to rest your body, to rest your mind and your soul. And I was having coffee with a friend yesterday, my friend Ginger, who actually has been on the podcast as well. I will link her episode in the show notes. We had a really great conversation about remembering God's faithfulness. So you can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But we were talking about the verses that I shared today, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and about letting them be a filter for us as we make decisions. So is something before us a choice we have to make, a commitment that someone's asked us if we want to say yes or no to? Let's use the filter of these verses. Is the thing that we're being asked to do, does it feel heavy or ill-fitting? And if it does, then we can say no or not right now, or we can let it go. And I just loved her insight on that. I thought that was so wise when she shared that with me yesterday. So I wanted to be sure to share it with you. Next, what is God teaching me in this season? Over the past few weeks, I am, this is something I've struggled with for a long time because I think it's really where my perfectionist tendencies like to show up. And that is to surrender my expectations of people in my life. I find I expect a lot of people sometimes, and it's hard when there's a gap between my expectations and my reality. So I'm working through that. I'm trying to surrender the expectations to die to my self and my desire to control and to think that people in my life should know this about me or my preferences or how I would like things to be done, to just surrender those things and instead accept what is instead of what I expect or how I think things should be. Something I'm learning you have any tips for me, I would love them. <laughs> and lastly, I want to thank you for those of you who have gone onto Apple Podcasts and left a rating and a review. I am so thankful for that. It really does just help other moms be able to find the podcast because of algorithms and all of those mysteries that I don't fully understand. But if you would take a couple of minutes to go on there and leave a rating and a review. I would really appreciate it. And I wanted to just read a couple of them because I want to thank you and honor the people who take some time to, to write in a review. So we got a review from Lily Michelle 81220. And she says, I'm so glad I found this series. It's so well done and imperfectly perfect. I know it must have been a leap of faith to make this podcast, and I'm so glad Andrea decided to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait for more. Lily Michelle, thank you so much. You made my day in leaving that review. I appreciate it so, so much. And the next one I wanted to share is from 
Sarah Bethy21, and she says, as I cooked dinner this evening, I listened to episode five. So thankful I did. It was the truth and encouragement I needed for this season of high mountains and low valleys. Grateful for this podcast. Can't wait to listen to the other episodes. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate that. Friends, I appreciate that you spend time with me here listening to the podcast. I want you to know that I am here for you. I am cheering you on in your motherhood journey. And I really hope that after this episode, you will prioritize rest for yourself. Because again, rested moms are more happy and joyful moms. And rest for you is a gift, not only for yourself, but for the rest of your family as well. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Would you do me a favor and help me get the word out about the Perfectionist Guide to Mothering? I'd be so appreciative if as you listen, you take a screenshot, post it to social media, and tag me. You can also rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening so that other moms can find it. Looking forward to being with you next time.